I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And this is The Aftermath of Sex. I'm a certified nurse midwife. And I'm a registered nurse. And this is not medical advice. Okay, we're here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I forgot how to start an episode. I th- hello. Hello, everyone. Or hello to each other because they don't respond. Yeah. Yeah. They anyway. can say hello back. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We're here. It's anyway. been um, it's been a little bit. Yeah. We've had some family things happening that we've had to address, which is why our episodes have been a little intermittent yeah. the last month. Um, and these are life things that happen yeah. that we have to address mm-hmm. because family comes first. It's true. And um, so forgive us for not having. I think we only our, missed one week. Or two. I can't remember if it was it's one or two. One. It was hard for me to keep track with being gone. Yeah. So it was just one week. Yeah. So, so that's good. It wasn't too bad. Okay. <laughs> I still feel bad, you know, because yeah. people expect their things. I so know. it's okay. Um, Busy ladies too, you know. Yeah. So thanks for hanging in there, even yeah. though we've had intermittent episodes. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Here we are. We're going to talk about some stuff today. Some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, yes. we should talk about our needs. <laughs> yes. We have a lot of needs. So <laughs> Mostly in the form of birth adventures. Yes. And we've gotten a couple. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those of you who are submitting your stories. You'll be receiving some stickers. Yes, you will. If you put your address for us. Right. To send them. You have to have your address in there and then we'll send them. Um, but we need more. Yeah, we do. So you have to send your stories. It's not even a request anymore. You just have to do it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding mostly. But, you know, tell your friends, your sisters, your moms, your daughters Mm -hmm. to like send in a story or two or seven, however many children you've had. It's a great way to just record your own story for your future it's, generations. Even if you don't send it to us. Yeah. Honestly, it's write your story. It's kind of cool. Um, but you can uh, go to the show notes and just click on the link. Super easy. Or you can go to www.theaos.com yeah. to submit it online through our website. Yeah. You can be completely anonymous. You can. Or completely. you can give us all your information. Yeah. Yeah. And if you send it and give us your information, we will give you a sticker. We'll send you a sticker. Or two, probably. Or two, probably. (laughs) And maybe something else. You never know. Mm -hmm. Could be special. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, Megan has a good topic today. I do. I just realized that I might need some water that we don't have, but that's okay. All right. Okay. Uh, We did have water, but the water goblin, aka my husband... Came and drank all of the water. All of the water. That's okay. Usually I'm pre- more prepared with the he drink. He left but the I'm... liquor. He did. But there's... <laughs> there's the liquor. There's no water. Uh, well, I um, no liquor today. But. 
you know, if I start coughing or something, I just feel like I have a dry spot in my throat. I know not everybody wants to hear about that, but that's how I'm feeling right now when I'm starting my episode. Oh, that's so, a great way to start. <laughs> anyway, here I we think go. you'll be all right. But if not, we'll okay. pause. Okay. We'll pause for the cause. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, it was really funny because, um, like things will happen at work and I'll get like an idea, yeah, you know, or something that I want to do. I mean, we have a list of like ideas and stuff, but you know, they're not always interesting right at the moment, but then some, something happens and I'm like, Oh, you know, I might want to learn something more about that. So, um, anyway, we're going to talk about pelvic organ prolapse today. Mm. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I think it is interesting. It's funny because I was actually just talking to somebody the other day about stapling things back up. Oh, yeah. This is not exactly what happens. It's not. But we will talk about what does actually happen <laughs> to solve the problem. Yeah. Or at least to help. Yeah, because it can be so um, debilitating. Yeah, it can. And painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the first time I heard about this, I think I was in nursing school, but it was not... I must have learned about it in nursing school, right, or something. But um, my one of my friend's moms, she was older, and she was telling me about this happening to her. And I was just like horrified that that yeah. could happen. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it turns out it like happens to a lot of people. It's, you know, it just, it does. It's going to happen and to they, a lot of people yeah. because a lot of people have babies yes. and yeah. suffer from constipation and like all these things that weaken mm-hmm. those pelvic muscles. muscles. So, um, I was listening to my murder podcast yeah. and they were talking about, this poor woman back in the day, which is probably like the 1800s, like the mm-hmm. late 1800s, early 1900s. And her, she has what they think now is uterine prolapse that she just lived oh. with. Wow. So like her uterus is just outside of her body and she's just, you know, you trying know, to live her painful life. Wow. That's too bad. I was thinking just about 10 minutes ago, how I didn't look up the history of this. So Ooh. Future episode. Yeah, because I bet it's interesting. Or how they figured out how, or how they like, figured out all the things, right? Yeah. Because you're right. There's probably a lot. Okay. Well, I think meta- medicine in general is just it's like amazing. fascinating. Like, so fascinating. Okay, so you're supposed to take your fist and shove her back in there. <laughs> all right. right. Woofta. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a situation. It's a situation. But, okay. I don't know. We should do the history. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Okay, yeah. very cool. All right. Well, pelvic organ prolapse or pop. Okay. I'm going to just. You're going to call it pop? That's what the literature calls it. Pop. So pop. P-O-P? Yeah. Pelvic organ prolapse. So we're not, we're not, we're not (laughs) calling it P-O-P. We're calling it pop. I can call it (laughs) P-O-P. We've got the pop There wasn't any, there wasn't any like. Not to be confused with soda pop. (laughs) But the pop. Yeah, the pop. Okay, I like it. Okay. Well, because there wasn't any, like, periods, you know, to, like... You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. You know... Because you've now announced that from here on out in this episode... It's pop. Pop. Not to be confused with the soda. organ prolapse. Pelvic organ prolapse. And I won't ever call soda pop. Oh. Because I'm not from that part of the country, I guess. I... I... And... What's really funny is when I go home, <laughs> which I was just home a couple of weeks yeah. ago, um, I'll be like, hey, mom, can I have a soda? And she'll be like, she'll look at me funny. She doesn't uh-huh. do it anymore because she just knows that I've transferred. Yeah. I've transferred sides yeah. of the country. But if I'm at home, I'll 
interchangeably use uh-huh. soda and pop. Yeah. Not together generally. It's yeah. like, hey, can I have a pop? But then when I come here, it's soda again. Mm-hmm. Or if I start saying pop because it was just people are like, what are like, you talking about? What do you mean a pop? Why are you talking about pop yeah. like that? Yeah. It's not anyway. funny. I know it is funny. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Okay. So pop. <laughs> pop. Not the kind you drink. No. Okay. So pop is... Um, it's a subtype of pelvic floor dysfunction, Okay. Um, which basically pelvic floor dysfunction is like either there's too much or too little tension to help regulate the normal functions of your pelvic floor, which hold things up where they're kind of supposed to be. Right. So um, the pelvic floor includes like your muscles, ligaments, and tissues that support your pelvic organs. Makes sense. Um, they are located between the tailbone and the pubic bone within the pelvis, right? So from front to back. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Thank you. And um they support the bowel and bladder um as well as the uterus and vagina in females. So um kind of think of it as like a sling that's just holding things up, you know? It's just kind of like this yeah. sling. Anyway. Like a hammock. Um, yeah, like a hammock. There you go. A hammock for your parts. A hammock. Yeah. A like part that. hammock. Yep. <laughs> so when this pelvic floor weakens and fails, you've mm-hmm. got some problems. And that's what we're yeah. going to talk about. Well then you have pop. So, um, anyway, it can cause all different kinds of issues. Some people don't have any issues. Some people have lots of issues and, mm-hmm. but it can be, um, it, like it can be startling is what I'm, you know, like if you're maybe, maybe you're not having painful symptoms or something, but you're, you know, you notice that Suddenly, there's something whoa. coming out the vaginal door that you yes. weren't expecting. <laughs> like. Ooh, like whoa something's what coming off the garage yeah what's exactly. the situation that would be just you know like whoa what's going on so yeah. um anyway i'm glad we're doing this episode because i think you know that's not something that people really talk about and i had a friend recently she just kind of shared with me we were talking i don't know she just nonchalantly started talking about it a little bit and i or we were talking about something maybe related to that but i just loved how she just was just like you know i'm having some of um, some prolapse issues and this is what we're doing. And I was like, and in my head, I was just thinking it's really amazing that you're like not embarrassed to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Because it's like one of those things that just happens to right. the best of us. So yeah. um, anyway, here we are. There are lots of different types of prolapses and it kind of depends on where the weakness um, is within that pelvic floor. So I'm going to go through each of them. Okay. So if you have an anterior vaginal wall prolapse, then the weakened pelvic floor muscles above your vagina can cause your bladder to slip out of place and bulge into the vagina. And I feel like this is kind of, I don't know, you know, what I didn't get was like, which one is more common or whatever. But I feel like this is really related to like, um, in, uh, I'm sorry, urinary incontinence yes. words. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and there's levels this, of yeah, severity too. Yes, right? there is. And we're yeah. gonna talk about this. And but this is the most common one that does okay. occur. So this is like, you know, when you're thinking about okay. a urinary incontinence, like mm-hmm. after uh, pregnancy, this mm-hmm. is generally gonna be what's going on. Right. In general. Um, so there is also the urethroceal. So this is weakened pelvic floor muscles, um, can cause the urethra to droop. So that's the that's the um, tr- transfer tube of urine from the bladder to the outside of the body, um, and it's often associated with a prolapsed bladder as well. Like if your urethra is prolapsing, your bladder is likely prolapsing as well. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's a posterior vaginal wall prolapse. So the weakened pelvic floor muscles in between your vagina and rectum can cause your rectum to bulge into the back wall of your vagina. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like your rectum coming through and out the vagina, but you could feel a bulge like if you were to put your fingers into your vagina or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And then there is... um, this is also called a recto seal. Yep. Yeah. And the urine one is called a cystocele. Yes, it is. Right? Didn't I say that? Oh, I, I missed that I sentence. I don't think, yeah. No, it, yeah, I have, yes, I don't a think you said it. I didn't. So thank you. I have mm-hmm. it in my notes. I just skipped over it. Um, and then you have an enterocele, which is when the pelvic, weak pelvic muscles cause your small intestine to kind of bulge into the back of your vagina. So yeah. basically all these things that are moving to places they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have a question. No. Okay. Um, and then it did look like I did though. Yeah. So in your defense. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking it out loud. Well, with no, your quietly. Eyes. You were my, thinking yeah. with your eyes. Yeah. I was thinking with my eyes yeah. for sure. Okay. <laughs> so then there is uterine prolapse. Okay. And this, um, is when the pelvic floor weakening, those weakened muscles cause the uterus to prolapse yep. down into the vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have a vaginal vault prolapse where it, the top part of the that inner part of the vagina yeah. can kind of almost fold out in on itself yeah. and prolapse. Isn't out. that crazy? I know. I know. Vaginas. Vaginas. They're um, you know they're, they're all a kinds space. Of, they are a space. <laughs> this is my new favorite thing to say that. Well, that's a space. That's a space. That's a that's weird great. mental space, or that's a weird body space. Or, yeah. I don't know what I mean by that, but it's just a it weird is a space. space. It's it like is. a thing. A, a moment. It, it's it, there's it's very it's a quite a well, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. all inco- well, it's just, it deserves space. It does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. No, I there's do. There's a lot I, of different things. It just there's so many different things. Space. Yeah. Yeah. There you, you know? go. <laughs> Thought. Maybe another. Oh, I don't know. I, it is a space, though. It's I mean, a, it's a literal space. It's a literal like. space <laughs> and a figurative space. Yes. It's a space. It's a space. Okay. So then the last um, category is a uterovaginal prolapse. So this will be kind of the uterus, cervix, upper vagina. It's just all coming on out. And so it's all coming on out, coming on out, coming on out. So you probably want to do something about that. (laughs) No, I don't know. And it's interesting. So obviously we've seen some prolapse cervixes. It's not terribly uncommon right after delivery, I guess. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, to kind of see it. So it's an interesting Mm -hmm. little guy to look at (laughs) firsthand because usually we don't see them like that. You know, Mm -hmm. they kind of go away. Yeah. This reminds me of, (laughs) there's quite a long time ago, there was an individual that called and said, I feel like there's a Lay's ruffle potato chip coming out of my vagina. Ruffle potato chip. And I said, oh, Really? Did you put any chips in the vagina? <laughs> She's like, no. how could you ask that? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think I did. I might have actually, yeah. depending on who it was. I can't remember. Sure. But that's my your initial thought. Like, sure. Were you putting chips? Right, in and the you vagina? just like forgot about it. Um. Yeah. Right. So, sh- um. But it was tissue colored, okay. and smooth. Uh-huh. And so, um, I had her come in, but it was, it was just her cervix. Her. It was like probably, I don't know, three or four days postpartum. Oh, okay. And okay. she thought it was a clot. So she kept pulling oh, on it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, she was trying to get it out, but really she needed to be pushing it back in. Right. But it, it self-resolved. 
Yeah, it usually does. Yeah. Um, particularly postpartum. Yeah, yeah. If it's related to that immediate yeah. postpartum. Thing. Yeah. And it is that that I'm just envisioning but she her point. She described it. And as I don't a think potato chip. Like a ruffles. Like, I bet you there was some rugae. Yes, there had it. to have been because yes. it's I kind of a smooth. I didn't notice smooth. A ruffle. Ruffle potato. Type thing. But your rugae is pretty ruffled. Yeah. And yeah. so. Ruffled? Is that even a word? It looks like well, ruffled. Well, there's also that, like, that, what, that, like, inferior, it's, like, in the inferior part of the vagina, almost, it's, like, this ball of tissue. I don't know. I notice it in deliveries. Oh, that's, you're talking about the urethromiatus. No, no, no. On the anterior part? No, the, the inferior. So, the bottom oh. part, like, right, you know, like, right on the perineum. Uh-huh. Sometimes, like, as the head comes out, you can kind of see this rugae ball of tissue i don't know i asked valerie about it It, i don't know if it was no it wasn't the it's not the hymen i asked not valerie about it one time and i was like what is that you know and she's like oh just vaginal tissue and then oh i know it's there i mean you'll probably i have to note i don't think i've ever noticed a ball of tissue right there okay next time we're in a delivery you're gonna point it out to me i'll I'll do some. I'll yeah. Give speak, me a little. Speak with my eyes. You'll just so say, you can just take Christina, notes. This is what I'm talking about. Ruffles. And I'll know. Okay. So if that's your delivery. you Dr. Ruffles, Christina. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to it. So those were all of the different types of yeah. um, pop. Yeah. Pelvic organ prolapse. So how common is it? So it's three to eleven percent of women experience it. Um, Thirty-seven. It. Hold on, hold on. That's it. Three to eleven percent. Mm, that's what I found. That's just like at what age? I'm going to go through. The, I'm going to talk about the ages. I feel like when you're older, it's more common. But eleven percent. It like is. It's far more. Ten. It's far more common when you're older. Huh. So thirty-seven percent of people with um, Pelvic floor disorders, including pop, are between the ages of 60 and 79. Yeah. And then over half are 80 or older. Yeah. So it's really like a, it's almost like a geriatric thing, even though 60 to 75 isn't considered geriatric, right. but, or 70. Whatever. But you kind of think about. It is an, yeah. Um, gravity. Gravity. Gravity helps nothing. Years of all the things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So anyway. But. I did. They did note that you know a lot of times it doesn't cause symptoms that people would necessarily go seek help for. So when we're yeah. talking about statistics, this is probably underreported. So generally, anything women involved is underreported yeah. because I feel like women just deal with just deal life. with stuff. Yeah, I don't understand why we're. Well, I do. Well, but yeah. Um, just please go report to your yeah. provider and yeah. tell them that you're suffering. Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, they're probably, the statistics are probably not accurate, but as far as reportable, you know, yeah. and people seeking help and stuff and the data they were able to collect, um, 3 to 11%, which is still a pretty wide range. Yeah. You know, so it's probably more like 15% likely, you know, I don't know. I just made that number up. But anyway, so. It's good making up numbers. I feel like it's, it's real. No. Yeah. If you say it with confidence, people believe you. My mom told me that when she was a teacher. <laughs> she was like, if you say it with confidence, people believe you. And then like, that's okay. why I, I'll say something and then I'll be like, wait, well, maybe I just made that up. Because I just want that disclaimer out there just in case I actually did make it up, you know. Right. But this that's you're not making up. You've yeah. actually looked at this. No, research. those numbers, the not 3 the to 15, 11%, percent, that is yeah. data that I collected <laughs> in my research. But the 15% made it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So symptoms, um, 
there are lots of symptoms of a fullness, like a bulge in the vagina. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a primary symptom, especially. Well, it's all coming through. You're feeling it doesn't it. matter if it's like coming if it's like the um, intestines or the rectum that's coming through, yeah, or if it's directly coming through the vaginal right canal, yeah. Um, so this can also um, include like pressure, aching, mm-hmm. um, pain like that. Um, vaginal spotting can occur from this. Pain, oh, pain or aching in your lower back mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um. And pressure or pain during intercourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yep. Um, a bulge or pressure that worsens throughout the day uh, due to like movement or gravity, right? So if you lay right. down, then gravity kind of tucks stuff back up, you know, mm-hmm. where it's probably trying to go anyway. And then you get yeah. up and start walking around and then it kind of happens again. Yep. Um, sometimes people will notice the, these symptoms when they cough. Just because of the pressure. Pushes down um, in. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're like um, on their feet too long. You know, mm-hmm. if they're like have jobs where they stand or run or maybe running marathons. I don't know. I just made that up too. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have to shift protruding organs with your finger, like in. Okay. So in order to urinate. Yeah. A lot of people will um, splint or push something in yes for the urine to be able to flow yes or feces if you're having a bowel movement same thing so if you're having to move things out of the way in order to urinate or defecate like you should get that checked out yeah okay i'll just say that (laughs) so my grandma she she told me once she's like oh you know i just have to push back into the vagina before i can pee like wait grandma that's not that's not normal that's not normal but i think she lived like that for a very long time wow Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, but when you don't do that for a good deal of time of your life, and then you do that, you just have to wonder: is it supposed to be like that? Right. You mean why aren't people? Exactly. Well, I think you just learn. I, I know I'm speaking for her now, and sure. there's no way to know. Otherwise, I'd call and ask her. Right. But um, you know, I think. For her, she was just like, "Well, this is easier, so I'll just easier than ha- and, than going and dealing and with it." Having to go and in, sure, and yeah, and all busy, the things that she's are. Got six kids, yeah. you know. No, totally. That's why I don't go to the doctor because I just right. get too busy. Yeah, so, so I, like, I get it. Yeah, get when's it. the last time you've had an annual exam, Megan Nylers? <sighs> I'm a nurse. I get all of my annual exams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I'm the worst. You can ask me equally back, and I, I, I'll be like, oh, I'm huh? the worst. Although I did just say that I have to go in. Like go in for your annual exam. It's, this well. is a segue. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm way off track, but but you should you because really there's should. lots of things that yep. can be helped, like such as pop. Pop, you know, can be helped. It can. It can be helped. We'll get there. It can also be drunk, but not <laughs> this. Not this type. Of <laughs> oh my gosh, you're funny. Sorry. No, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> um. So some other symptoms. Um. Well, they depend actually on where the prolapse is located too. Like what symptoms you're going to have. Sure. So it just kind of depends. Um, or you can have some all, you know, just like anything else. Yeah. Stress incontinence and urge incontinence and fecal incontinence often coexist with POP. So if you are having these symptoms. They're all together. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, it's most likely POP. Right. Oh, so if you're right. having these, those symptoms, it's yeah. almost always related to this pelvic yeah. floor um, prolapse or yeah. dysfunction of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so the difference between the three um, I was going to talk about. So stress incontinence is when you are leaking urine, like when you cough, laugh, exercise, jump on the trampoline, you know, right. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, urge incontinence is like a frequent urge to urinate that's like really hard to control. Mm-hmm. You're just unable to regulate that very well. And then um, fecal incontinence is when you're unable to control your bowel movements. Yeah. So anyway. And I will tell you that any type of incontinence is abnormal. Every, any type. type. So. You know, sometimes I'll have moms are like, oh, yeah, I just have incontinence when I sneeze or Mm -hmm. cough or laugh. Well, that's not normal. Right. You're probably having some of you're having this weekend pelvic floor muscles. You're living with it. You're living with it. Because people have told you that it's, oh, it's common and normal. But if it doesn't go away after you have a baby Mm -hmm. or if you've been dealing with it for a long period of time, go in. Yeah. 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 Because there are things that can be done. Yeah. Um, so there are some risk factors. Um, the pelvic floor muscles can weaken for many reasons, mm-hmm. um, m- mostly related to childbirth. Right. Yeah. Um, but I found some interesting things. Yeah. Actually, I, I was telling Christina, like I felt like I knew a lot of stuff when I was researching this, but then I forgot. This was actually really interesting to me. Okay. So according to a study done in 2022, women who had um, a history of chronic cough previous pelvic floor surgery, recurrent constipation, vaginal tear during delivery, a history of pelvic trauma, age of the woman, rural residency, and pregnancy were strongly associated with the prolapse. But additionally, and this is what was like mind-blowing to me, and I um, is that diabetes mellitus, um, the previous pelvic floor surgery, rural residents and being um if you've had multiple children more than two two or more and age over 40 were like independent predictors of the prolapse meaning that other variables other variables are not going to change those results so looking at these um things because there was a lot of things that i listed there but they specifically said that diabetes mellitus previous pelvic floor surgery, rural residents, and then having two or more children, those are directly related to this. So the rural area. Yeah. And I looked is that it up. Is it like lack of access to healthcare? That is all I can figure because I can't, I could not find, I looked that up. I tried to find more because I was like, mm-hmm. what is this about? Mm-hmm. And then I just kept thinking back to like college when I was doing stuff in public health and thinking that it must have something to do with lack of access to care. It has to. To it has to, because yeah, that's just those two things go together. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but then the diabetes, oh. the diabetes. Well, usually if you have diabetes, you're often obese, and obesity is a yes, that um, is is a risk yeah. factor. But so, but they well, said but diabetes they mellitus itself. Yes, the diabetes so. specifically. Hmm. So I. I was trying to find now this is a newer study. Okay. This was mm-hmm. just published in 2022. Mm-hmm. And so these were just to identify some things. So now they're gonna probably go do studies on yeah. okay, why is it that the diabetes yeah. does that? Because I couldn't find anything specifically right. about that that I was like or that wasn't that, that was in my realm of understanding. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. That is very interesting. Um, and then of course age. Mm-hmm. Um, another study showed that carrying heavy objects can be a risk factor too. Sure, which, I thought, which makes sense because it's that strain. Yeah, 
Yeah. Anything you think about hernia, weakens. which is, a, you know, a yep. bulge of, you know, you're weakening the those muscles, muscles that are supposed to hold, hold things in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. one of the things they do. Yeah. Um, so a vaginal childbirth is the most common factor that's associated, like I sure. was saying with the developing of pop. Um, multiple vaginal deliveries, multiple gestation, so mm-hmm. two or more babies growing at the same time, um, increase the risk um, it puts so much that your pelvic floor muscles your will sustain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, it really does. Um, aging causes pelvic floor weakening. Um, this was something interesting I found, too, because I didn't really know much about it. But um, one factor that's related to the aging is the decline in estrogen. So menopause, that's why, you know, it's more right. um, common in menopause. Um, and I was reading something about this, but the estrogen has something to do with um, the lack of estrogen. Estrogen has to do with the decline of the connective tissue support. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, increased BMI, like you talked about, puts all that extra pressure. Um, and then like long-term pressure in your abdominal cavity, um, such as like chronic coughs or frequent heavy lifting mm-hmm. or any, really anything that's going to cause this extra pressure that yeah. can cause damage to your muscles yeah. within your abdominal area. Mm-hmm. Um, a family history, like anything else, mm-hmm. a family history may increase your risk. Well, I find that interesting. It's just like genetically how you're made. Yeah. You know, I guess, um, some of the research suggests that you inherit your weak pelvic floor. Interesting. So now are there things that maybe could, well, we're going to talk about ways to prevent it and stuff. Can you counteract that? But like genetics and everything, you know, I mean, there's genetics and everything. So it's interesting, you know? Yeah. Some of us have, it just seems like a weak correlation maybe. Well, it, it is compared to the other things. Sure. There, but there is some evidence to suggest that there is that correlation. Um, there was and the there was a systematic review that I looked at and it was 16 studies that included looking at mothers, grandmothers, and sisters specifically. Okay. And all of all but two of those studies, so 14 of those studies showed clinical significance in families. Oh so. wow, that's more than I would think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, there's some something to it. Yeah. Um Collagen irregularities. These can weaken the connective tissue in Did your you pelvic say, floor. Collagen. You, oh, collagen. I thought you said collagen. And oh, like, no. Wait, wait. Wait, where are we going? <laughs> right. What's happening? No, collagen. Collagen. Yeah, collagen okay. irregularities. Yeah, Irregularities sure. can weaken the connective tissue in your pelvic floor. Yeah. Increasing the likelihood. So then also like connective tissue disorders such as um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Yeah. So... They usually have like overly flexible joints and stretchy, fragile mm-hmm. skin. So um, also additionally, anyone with, even if you don't have this Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, um, anyone with like uh, really flexible joints are more at risk yeah. too. So um, yeah. Anyway, I just think about my daughter. She has really, like her joints are really like m- slippery or, you know, have yeah. a lot of give. Like it's yeah. caused her some issues. So I'll have to tell her about this. Yeah. Um, and of course, any a pelvic trauma, whether it's surgery, childbirth, a car accident that caused trauma, like what, you know, trauma. any kind of trauma. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I have a little bit more on diabetes here, but um, it's the, they're thinking that it's the alterations in the muscular and connective tissues that have been associated with diabetes. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah. The diabetes is really interesting. I need to look more into that. That's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah I, di- I didn't go too much into that. Um, okay. So how is it diagnosed? Almost always a pelvic exam, exam mm-hmm. can diagnose it. Like it's a prolapse. Like it's just, it's going to be, you're, you can yeah. feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're having symptoms, then you're going to go in and say, there's something going on here. And then they'll be able to f- kind of figure it out that way. But um, sometimes there's some other things that can be done. We can take it. We'll um, take a speculum apart. Oh, a speculum apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're just using half of it. Oh, and yeah. you can do the bottom and have somebody oh, cough yeah. or bear down. Oh, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, kind of hold the top up. And yeah. then you see if there's any bulging oh. from any areas. Yeah, that's just must be like a little insider trick. None of the stuff I read said Mm-hmm. Put your take your speculum in half. Okay, cool. Yeah, very good. Um, it can be done while they're lying down or standing. It probably just depends. You would know more just like on what their symptoms are and where mm-hmm. what you're looking for. And right. Exactly. So um, yeah. Um, if there's still some questions about some things, there are different tests that can be done. So a bladder function test, this um looks for signs of different urinary issues that are associated with pop, and there's quite a few things. So um you can have a cystos cystoscopy Mm -hmm. um done and so this just allow it's like a camera that goes into the bladder through the urethra and you're able to kind of visualize any anatomical things that may be wrong with in those structures um there's a urodynamics test then this can include um a series of tests to see how well the bladder bladder and urethra are storing and releasing pee Mm -hmm. and there's different ways to kind of look at that. There's actually four different tests that are within the urodynamics. You have a systometry that measures the pressure in the bladder, um, electromyography that measures the electrical activity in the muscles around the bladder. Yeah. Um, a uroflowmetry um, measures how much and how quickly um, someone urinates. Okay. And then a post-void residual measures urine before and after voiding. And then they can look and see how much is left in your bladder to see if there's any retention there. So yeah. um, those are all part of the urodynamics that may be done to look at bladder function. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's always imaging. Mm-hmm. So you can get an ultrasound or uh, MRI to determine the extent of the prolapse because sure. there are um, there. I'll get to that. They, they're categorized. Yeah. Um, it's usually not used though. It's usually not needed. I mean, it's kind of just an, it's for more complex cases that may have some other things going on. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So staging, that was the word I was looking for. Um, so the, <laughs> the pelvic organ prolapse quantification so or the pop Q. <laughs> The pop cue. The pop cue. Stop. I, it says it right here. The pop cue. Not the popcorn. Not the, the popcorn. Pop the pop cue. Oh my gosh. I actually got um, distracted for a moment in my brain because I was thinking, never mind. It's My brain is a crazy space. Sure. But I was just thinking um, when you said staging, like, wait, they're going to go on a stage? Like a, like a theater stage? <laughs> I don't no. know what I was thinking. No, I know. Is that funny? I'm like, yeah. oh, so they're just gonna go on this. We're good at that's really funny that that's where you went with that. No, you know. Nope, I'm talking about the pop cue. The pop cue. The pelvic organ prolapse quantification. So, Wha- oh, yeah. Okay, that's. I was thinking quanti- it was a questionnaire, like they're gonna no, ask. No, no, quantification. <laughs> pop really cue. <laughs> I know you are. Pop okay. cue. Yep, and this is again and for it's not a pop stage. Quiz. Yes, and it's for staging, not to go on the stage. These are not actors. 
Okay, wait, I have to tell you something. <laughs> We're way off. I was in class today and I'm having the kids do HIPAA videos. Yeah. Okay, there it's it's fun. And I but it gets them anxious. It's earlier in the year. They don't know each other a lot, you know. And so um I said, you know, I know some of you are gonna be uncomfortable. And then I was like, Are there any thespians in the room? And everyone's like, What is that? And I just had to stop and take a moment. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? They don't know what a thespian is. So one of our um, like goals in school, like our, for the district this year, is just like improving literacy all around. Sure. And so I was just thinking, well, here we go. We're going to have a lesson in literacy right here, right yeah. now about yeah. thespian. Yeah. And then, I, you know, of course, I, we talked about what a thespian is. And mm -hmm. just like these kids. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Back to. <laughs> that was really off topic but i love it so much. well because we were talking about going on stage yes, and so i, I was thinking it. about how I, these kids don't know what a thespian is i totally get it i it was totally terrible. get how it was connected yeah anyway it is um it is tough when our children are using fake words as words yeah and not real not, words they're not using the real <laughs> english language you know yeah okay i'm gonna say it one more time pelvic organ prolapse quantification pop q this is how you pop stage q yeah this, this is how, how you stage, stage it the pop Okay. okay, so it ranges from zero to four. So there's five stages and they're graded. So grades. Wait, you said zero. Oh, because zero. zero stage. Okay. I'm I actually sure. had that same response when I was doing the research before I yeah. put two and two together. That makes sense. Okay, so grade zero means that there is no prolapse. So there's actually, mm -hmm. that means there's nothing wrong with you, grade zero. So we're all, so, I mean, like every, like, you know. There's four stages. Stage yeah. zero is normal. It's just, it's like, it can't pre, be considered pre-pregnancy. Yeah, it is. It's a grade zero. It says it. Okay, fine. That's what they. Yes, say. grade zero prolapse. The pop Q has five grades. Okay, fine. Okay, all right. Grade one. This is okay. what <laughs> not normal. Grade one is not normal. Grade one is Slide not normal. normal. This is where the prolapse comes halfway to the hymen, which I thought the hymen was an interesting landmark. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and so grade because two. Because some women don't have a hymen that you can see. That's why I thought they it was can. an interesting way to yeah. have a landmark if not everyone has one you can see. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought. Yeah. So now I'm wondering. Well, you can see the little remnants, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then grade two is all the way to the hymen. So grade one is halfway to the hymen. Grade two is all the way to the hymen. And then grade three is halfway past the hymen. And then grade four is mac maximum descent, causing severe bulging. It's coming out places now, or severe bulging, because if you have like the recto seal or the cysto seal, it's not going to come through the vagina. It's going to bulge. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. But if it's um, involved with the cervix or the uterus, um, then it will come out of the vagina or the posterior part of the vagina yeah. yeah okay both the type of the prolapse and the extent the grade of the prolapse are going to determine treatment yeah and so when you're like lots of things you know you want to think about like what are the goals for your life and what is it that you need to feel okay or whatever you know with your daily life um because that, that just makes me think about like your grandma like she was okay with that right mm -hmm. so maybe some people are okay with that and that's 
okay if that's how they want to live, as long as they know that there are other options. Right. So um, non-surgical procedures are always going to be like a first line of treatment in most cases. Yeah. Okay. Um, If more conservative conservative treatments don't work, then surgery can be discussed with the provider. So um, non-surgical treatments um, basically um, include pelvic floor exercises, so kegels. Um, this really strengthens that pelvic floor. Um, pelvic floor therapy. I had a friend do this and I didn't even know it was like a thing until a few years ago. And it like cured her of her the symptoms she was having. It wasn't this, but it, it was something else. It was amazing. It really strengthens. It really does. Now, she was describing it to me and I was like, that feels uncomfortable to me, you know. Um, you have to imagine they're working with the vagina. They are. So they need to evaluate the vagina. Yeah, they're working with the vagina. I mean, a lot of the therapy involves somebody's like fingers in your vagina, you yeah. know, as you do this, yeah, their physical therapy for the pelvic floor. Yeah. But it's amazing and it works really good. Yeah. Um, from what I've and if it can heard. change your life, and if it can change, it does. It did. Yeah. It changed her life. It really did. And, and anytime amazing. you think about things that are uncomfortable like that, you have to just think about it is a medical it's yeah. medical there yeah. you've taken all of the sexual totally totally and you went whatever yeah i want to you know well, what i I'm think saying. now a lot of people go and get up. their stuff waxed and it's not a thing so yeah. <laughs> people are probably used to that <laughs> not you i don't go to you're me. not used to that i'm not used to that there are a lot of people that are used to it and very comfortable with very just, comfortable with i that. feel like a lot of people are more yeah. open with their body yeah sure especially um, like you know compared to a couple decades ago yes and i want people to feel comfortable doing that yeah just even one decade ago just even one decade yeah it's so true yeah you're right yeah um okay so those are kind of like the the kegels and the you know those are yeah pop q no no not pop q (laughs) no 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 non-treatments non-surgical treatments okay so i would start with yeah with that but in addition to that yeah. Or instead of those two things, you can also get a pessary. Yeah. Now, if you look up pessary, if you Google it, I had no idea yeah. how many pessaries there are. There are millions. They, no, um, probably not millions. Not millions, but there are dozens. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, yeah, at least a dozen mm-hmm. or more. And they come in all different shapes, mm-hmm. sizes, As they colors, should. because that's how we all come. Yeah. Um, And... It's going to, what the type you're going to use is going to depend on the type of prolapse you have and yep. what your goals are and what you're trying to do. Yeah. So I'm just going to, these are the different types there. This is going to sound like Wait, gibberish to you. All the types. No, I'm just going to name them off. No, I can't talk about all of them. Just Google I it and you'll see. I was just impressed. No. I was like, wow, we might be here a minute. <laughs> no, but I thought some of them had really interesting names. Okay. okay let's read Okay. It. And they all must right, be I mean, named after some people. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So there's the, the ring. That's just yeah, the ring. Okay. The, the shots, the gelhorn. There's two types of gelhorns, actually. Well, and there's the shots. And there's the shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck there. Maybe to prevent the shots. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. The gelhorn. The, the gelhorn. There's two different types of gelhorn. There's a ring with support, which then implies that the other ring is without support. <laughs> and then there's another gelhorn. Why okay. is there three gelhorns? Gal is it G-A-L? Like a no. gelhorn? Um, maybe it's a gelhorn. 
A Gelhorn? Gelhorn. It's G-E-L-L-H-O-R-N. I think it's a Gelhorn. Gelhorn. I would. Gelhorn? Gelhorn. Gelhorn. There's an H in there? There is. Like horn. That's why I said Gelhorn. (laughs) Gelhorn. Anyway, so then there's the three different types of Gelhorn. Okay, and then there's a Risser. A A Risser? Yep, a Smith. Oh, the Smith. Yep, the Tandem Cube. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Just a cube. Tandem. Yeah. It's like the double. Yeah, it must be because then there's also just the cube. And then there's the Hodge, the Hodge with knob. (laughs) The (laughs) Gelhorn. Like, please do not hodgepodge your vagina. No. Oh my no, gosh, that's hodgepodge lots of other things though. That's um, and then there's a gerung, an incontinence dish with support, a donut, an incontinence ring, an incontinence dish, a hodge with support, and the inflato ball. The inflato ball, which they noted was made of latex. But like seriously, I what. What are the where did these names? These right. were named people, and named then them. you have to have somebody that kind of fits you for a pessary, yeah, sure. You do. And, yeah. um, I'll be honest, I have I've seen people fitted for pessaries, yeah. but I've never fit somebody for a pessary. Okay. I mean, it's technically easy, yeah, to figure out a size, okay, um, because you want it to just be like right behind the emphasis you like the wanted to fit just right yeah yeah but um i've never i've never had my population is much younger yeah um and doesn't require pessary use but but google pessary and you'll see if they look so they're coming all different i'm gonna google it right now okay so if those don't work most of the time a pessary can manage this and um, when I was talking about my friend's mother, she at the time really did not want to have a hysterectomy. Yeah. You know, and she really didn't. So she was like, I'm going to try a pessary. I think she did have a hysterectomy later. But um, well, it works for a period of time. Right. Yeah. And then. Well, and then sometimes gravity is just too much to, you know. Yeah. I like the inflatable. ball. But um, then does the, the cord like hang out of the vagina? Well, it shouldn't. It would, I, it would, should be like a, um, like an IUD string or something, you know, no, where it's it. not. The inflatable ball. I think, well, that probably. Well, that comes, comes off, off, but where's this? It's uh-huh. just hanging in there. Okay. I guess. I don't know if I would like the inflatable ball. I don't know that I would, but I thought. That's for, a big giant. It's like a big. Oh, here. This is balloon. a real. Th- that's like a fake picture. This is a real picture. So you oh, probably this, just tuck that up in there. Yeah. It's just little. Sorry, I've never seen any of these. Well, I've seen some of them, not the inflatable. The inflatable. They're One looks kind of like a nipple. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. You guys should just go look it up. You should just it's go really, look it up. It's, it's really interesting. Fun. Yeah. So um, surgery could be an option, right, if these conservative treatments don't work. Um, and if you no longer wish to have children, because some of these things may interfere with your ability to have children. So sure. going back to like... When you're thinking about the goals for your life and what it is that you want that's going to drive um, the the treatment options for you, <laughs> Christina should turn off that she keeps looking at these pessaries. No, I just saw uh, it says neglected donut pessary. Neglected. And it's like encapsulated in tissue. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the other screen. Okay. We could probably do a whole show just talking about each of the pessary types. types yeah, yeah absolutely um yeah so when you are other things to consider 
too, is children are a big part or like even having penetrative sex because one of the treatments is just kind of almost closes up the vagina to hold everything in. Right. So it just kind of depends on what your, what your goals through life are. Yeah. So, um, if you have surgery and then you have a child, well then it's probably going to happen again. Sure. Or it very well can. Yeah. So don't think like, you know, you have a few kids and then, you know, you got this issue, you have the surgery because you don't think you're going to have any kids. And then, oh, well, you know, life life surprises us all the time. And yep. so now you have a baby and you, I, I would just expect it to come back. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So there are a couple different types of surgery um, categories. So oblit- uh, obliterative surgery and like a reconstructive surgery. So the obliterative procedure results, it just sounds really bad it does basically it obliterates the whole vagina yeah no basically it obliterates your ability to have penetrative sex is what i it didn't that's what serious and have yeah because the oh i didn't even realize it's called a copoclesis and it results in like a shortened vagina sure so you still may be able to have some penetrative sex but it's not going to be like the whole length of the vaginal canal yeah so um anyway just thinking about you know your lifestyle and what you would like but basically if you decide on this don't count on having the same kind of sex you've been having so okay anyway um sometimes um this is a good option maybe for somebody who is like really elderly or frail yeah um and reconstructive surgery isn't really an option for them and so i think this is probably more for the elderly people who are having trouble yeah who aren't Um, regularly having intercourse anymore yeah Yeah. although i hope they whoever wants to until they're 103 Sure. Well, that. why stop at 103? I mean, well, if death is at your door, oh, then I that see. would be a reason. I, see. I guess. Sure. Sorry, I was just thinking. I just watched this interview with these funny old hundred year old ladies. They're oh my funny. gosh, they're just as naughty. <laughs> they're yeah, they're funny. in the elderly age as yeah. they are as, as teenagers. Because <laughs> my mom, she is a assisted living home like manager, uh-huh. and she tells me all the scandalous yeah, things. I know. And it's like you have no. I mean, you already lived this big long life. You have no inhibitions. You're like, you know what? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Let me just go. Yeah. I know. I know. There's like affairs and all sorts of things oh. happening. Yes. Really? Yes. Like you'll have two little individuals that are living together in the same house because they're or in the same apartment room because they're all married. Uh huh. But then that man goes down the the three doors down to Louise. Who? No, I I'm making up names. But and then the females going elsewhere, and then they get in fights. Oh boy! I had no idea it was that serious. Drama. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. When my mom actually, hold on, sorry. Yeah. Um. When my <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> when my mom went on um leave for surgery yeah. to have her knee replaced, mm-hmm. um, so I went in to s- her work to do something. I can't even remember what, but they're like, "So, how is your mom? Did she have her baby?" And I was like, "What do you her ba- her baby like?" It was a thing that she, people were spreading the rumors that she was off having her baby with her midwife daughter. But really, it was just how it traveled. Like, this, the gossip. They thought your mom was having a baby. They thought my mom was having a baby. That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, but I can't. And it's just like the mis, 
you know. No, I know that telephone. Gossip. Yeah. Oh That's man, right. it's so fun. That's hilarious. Can you imagine? No. Wrangling all of them. Because <laughs> no. there's like you know twenty some in each like Area. facility. Wow. Uh huh. That sounds fun. like a very uh, not not a boring job at all. No. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The other three. Four. I have four more um, surgical Sorry. interventions. No, you're mm-hmm. good. Like repairs. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about those. Okay. So a, a copal raffi. So this is to treat an anterior or posterior vaginal wall prolapse. Okay. The surgery is done through the vagina and it reinforces the vaginal walls to support the bladder and the rectum. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sacrocopal Okay. Let me start over. Sacrocopalpexy. Okay. okay. Um, this treats vaginal vault prolapse yes. and the enterocele with the intestines yep. coming down. Yeah. Um, this is usually done um, abdominally or can be done laparoscopically. Yeah. Um, there's a surgical mesh, mesh that's attached to the vaginal walls and then to attach to the tailbone. So it just like acts as like a sling. A, as a sling. Just like hammock. it pretty much replicates what right. the muscles are not doing. Right. Um, and then you have a sacrohysteropexy. And so this treats uterine prolapse. Um, it attaches a surgical mesh to the cervix and the vagina. And then that is attached to the tailbone, again, lifting the uterus up in place. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good option, like if you don't want to have your uterus removed, but a pessary isn't working. So this is a yeah. good surgical thing. Um, and then there is a uterosacral or sacrospinous ligament fixation. So this is cool. I like this because this uses your own tissue like a surgical mesh. Because sometimes that surgical mesh can cause um like reactions. reactions. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom had something done with mesh and it caused a big deal. She had to get it removed. Yeah. Because it was it had caused such a issue. Um, so this is performed through the vagina and attaches um the top of your vagina to a ligament or muscle in your pelvis. Interesting. Yeah. So I saw one of these procedures done one time when I was a brand new nurse. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I should share this because it may scare some of you out there, but I'm going to because it made such an impression on me and I have never forgotten this. Okay. okay? Because I was, I think they sent me, they sent me down to go watch this. Uh-huh. Um, and I walked into the OR and the vagina, if they're going through the vagina, okay. Oh, you're going to talk about They the put these speculum. clamps. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it, it was not the crazy speculum. <laughs> I've never seen that. It, oh, it's like, oh, uh, no. I mean, I've seen one, but I haven't seen one in a vagina. Yeah. Um, no, it, they used like coker clamps. Okay. So there was a clamp. Just all around the vagina, there was clamps. To okay, keep it there open. was probably eight or ten clamps, and then they were just used to like spread it, hold it down. Wait, it's it not. Down and- it's not that big. <laughs> it's, like, it's a space. Okay. <laughs> the vagina is a space. It, but you're like well, people. The people who are watching us, they're gonna be like, "Whoa!" No, but it's it was this big. Okay, you, you pass a baby through there. Well, I know that, but there's not clamps. Like, can you imagine how sore that has to be after? I just—it was. 
it just made an impression. Okay, it just made an impression. But it gives you it gives you sympathy for people who are going through surgery. Absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to do crazy things in surgery. No, it's true. But I'll tell you, barbaric. Anyone that I have spoken to that has had that surgery done, even people who knew nurses who knew that that's what was happening to them, they don't regret it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, just the visual. Yeah. Was just. Yeah. Yeah. Vaginas. <laughs> okay. They just pop. They just like snap back into place. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. Unless yeah. they're prolapsing, then they're right. not. Then they're not. Yeah. yeah. But it's true. Okay. So how can you prevent, right? Because yeah. if you can prevent, why not prevent? Yeah. We want to avoid the eight to 10 cokers right. surrounding the vag. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> or the medieval torture, torture speculum. speculum. I forget what that's called. I don't know. But that thing, like who invented that? That was torturous. I know it serves a purpose, okay? It is a surgical instrument. I, I was just thinking back to, like, some of the medieval torture devices. Yeah, I'm that's sure. what it looks like. I'm sure that that's where it originated. <laughs> because it's seriously... I'm not... I didn't research that. I don't no. know for sure, but... Yeah, I she mean, just made that up, but it sounds... <laughs> I it sounds it, legit I with confidence. With confidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hope these listeners know us by now. We'll go listen to some more episodes. Yeah. What's serious? Yeah. It's not not. serious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So doing pelvic floor exercises daily, like those kegels, you know, they take work, they take effort, they take thoughts, but you also have to do them properly. You do. Because you have to engage your core. Yes. Before you you do the kegel. And then you need to hold it. Then you have to hold it. Yeah. So 10 seconds. seconds, Yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds. I think. So um, anyway, go ahead and do that. You can start doing that at any Every age. stoplight you're at. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Nobody will know. Nobody knows that you're exercising mm-hmm. when you yeah. exercise your vagina. Think of those private calories you're burning. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of calories, maintain a healthy weight, right? Mm-hmm. Because obesity puts more pressure and obesity also puts you at a greater increased risk for diabetes, which yep. also has yeah some stuff. All the things. Yeah contributing factors um preventing constipation because constipation can put a lot of stress on those muscles yeah so um making sure that you're eating high fiber diets drinking lots of water you mm-hmm. know if you need a little extra metamucil or something like that get yeah. that fiber eat some what, celery you know celery's got lots of fiber yeah it's good you don't like celery no i no i do i just thought that was random celery. random i know <laughs> watermelon yeah both of those have a lot of fiber actually yeah lots of veggies Uh all veggies really um don't smoke okay don't do it don't do it smoking is bad for lots and lots of reasons and it can lead to chronic coughing which is like an issue right well because it's pressure because it's pressure yeah yeah so don't smoke and then you won't cough from smoking Mm -hmm. yeah um you so I know that I'm bringing up my mom a lot right yeah. now, but it's because I just visited her. Yeah. And she was like, well, as per all of your every single episode, smoking's bad. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just brought that up. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad. Comes we back can to get that out there. Smoking's bad. Smoking is bad. That's true. <laughs> That's so funny, actually. Um, uh, lastly, you can like protect your pelvic floor when you lift. So get, have, you know, if you're lifting heavy stuff, like don't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Get yep. help. Um, keep, use good body mechanics. Sure. When you're, when you're lifting, don't twist with your torso, you know, lift yeah. with your legs, not with your back, all of those body all mechanic things. things. Yeah. 
Um, so do all those things and hopefully you can prevent this. Yeah. Um, you can be, you know, part of the people who don't have these issues. Um, but if you, but if it is left untreated, it's likely just going to get worse. Right. You know, it's not going to get better. Right. It's not just going to magically like pop back Fix into itself. place. Yeah. So, you know, you can figure out a way to manage it. If you, you know, I just keep thinking about your grandma. Yeah. If that's what you want. But she just may have needed like a pessary. Yeah. You know, and then that could have just made it so that she didn't have to do that, every, you know, how many times a day. Right. Right. So um, thinking about, you know, if it comes to a point where it's impacting your quality of life, you should always, anything that impacts your quality of life, you should go in. Yeah. yeah. And again, don't be embarrassed to talk to your healthcare provider about this. Like so many people are embarrassed and go without treatment it's so true. for lots of different things. And so um, you can, this is something that you can do something about. Yeah. Anyway, that's pop. That's it. That's pop. Pop. Not the soda. <laughs> Not the soda. Or the drink. Nope. <clears throat> okay. Well, I, I enjoyed that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I particularly enjoyed looking at the different types of pessaries. Yeah. Because I've never really actually done that before. Yeah. Um, where no, I, just I thought there was just them, like a few, you know. You know like, and there are many pessaries. There are many. Some that look more comfortable than others. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You guys go, should really You really go. should go Google it. Go Google uh, pastries. Vi- videos. Yeah. Or not videos. <laughs> Don't the, videos. Pictures. Pictures, yeah. Because it's um, fun to look at. Them. Yeah. That, and it's amazing true. how one little small thing could fix your can, world. Yeah, it can change your life. Yeah. So don't count them out because they look different. Funny. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Well, don't forget to share your stories. Yes, share your stories. If you have a pastry, tell us what you think of it. Oh, yeah. Just send in a story. Yeah. Tell me how you chose. Yeah. Like, how do you choose? Is yeah. it just what's available? Right. What your provider has? Yeah, because I wonder, you know, I'm um, sure that insurance has something to do with it. Yeah. What provider preference, you what know. What part of the, like, the world you live in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So share your stories. there's so many to choose from. Yeah. Share your vaginal stories, yeah. your um, birth stories, mm-hmm. and give us um, more questions. We got a couple mm-hmm. more questions. I'm loving yep. that. Um, send us your thoughts, ideas, any um, things that you can think of that will help us out and share us and like us and share us. Yeah. Review us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those things. Yep. All those things. Well, we hope you have a wonderful day. We do. We hope you feel enlightened. And... Spread love and laughter. Bye. Bye.